You are listening to the weekly podcast of True Praise Family Worship Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. We're going to get into the word this morning. I'm just excited to be here uh, with you all this morning. Let's give honor to not only the founder, the pastor, the bishop, the Woo! teacher, the preacher, and the preacher of this house. Come on, you all can be this time and this space to see what the Lord has for us as a body of believer. Amen. So we don't want to impede on his time that he's spending with the Lord. Amen. And I would like to simply acknowledge my sweetheart. On this Thanksgiving, amen. Everybody was asking, are you coming by? I say, no, she cooked at home. They said, well, stay home, stay home. <laughs> amen. If you have your Bibles with me, please turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 13. Matthew, chapter number 13, and we're going to read verse number 11. Matthew 13, starting at verse number 11, and then we're going to jump around. I'm going to try my best to take my time this morning for those who are writing and taking notes. Amen. 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 <laughs> they already point. They like, take your time. <laughs> ah, praise God. So if you have Matthew chapter number 13, verse number 11, can we all stand and read it corporately? Amen. And you can, you can keep playing. Amen. This one verse. A couple of weeks ago, Bishop said the Lord gave him a word. And the word was, we need to get back to the true message of the gospel. And when we dive into the sacred book, we understand that there was only one message that Jesus preached. Amen. And that message was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so we're going to continue in that vein. and We're going to talk about the kingdom. Last week, our message was it's already here, but we just don't know how to access it. Amen. And so this week, we're going to stay in that vein and we're going to continue to dissect so that we can get a better understanding of what the kingdom of God is and how to access and manifest and move in and out of the kingdom of God. Okay, so when you have it on the count of three, read with a loud voice. Read. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Amen. Somebody say, he's giving me the understanding. Amen. You may be seated. Kind Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time and space in the building. Father, we know that your word is already anointed. We ask that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, open our hearts and our minds so that we can receive and understand what is going to be shared today. Father, we ask that you move up and down this aisle as only you can. In Jesus' name, we pray. Somebody say amen, amen, and amen. All right, so when we look at the text in Matthew chapter number 13, verse number 11, notice what Jesus is saying to his disciples. When you go further, we take this particular verse in context, Jesus is uh, beginning here at verse number 11 to explain a parable. And his disciples say, well, why do you talk to them the way that you talk to them? And Jesus simply replies, it is not for everyone to understand how to operate in the kingdom of heaven. But because you are a follower of Christ, because you are a believer in Christ, Jesus says, it is you who I'm going to give the understanding and how to operate and understand and dissect the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. One thing about a mystery of the word mystery simply means something that is hidden, hidden or not revealed. Watch this. Because it's hidden does not mean that it is not there. 
What it means is that you cannot see it, and because you cannot see it, you cannot handle it, you cannot touch it, and you cannot use it. And in order for you to access and use it, the mystery has to be revealed. So I'm tasked this morning with helping us to understand the mystery. And here is why we need to understand the mystery. Because in order to have success in the kingdom, you must first understand its secrets. I'll say it again. In order to have success in the kingdom, you must first understand its secrets. It's amazing to me how many of us, we have iPhones, we have Samsungs, y'all devils, and y'all got Androids. But when you have an Apple, you are truly a child of God. And understand that when you have an iPhone, you get the phone, but it's up to you to understand how to utilize the phone at its most optimal potential. There is nothing like coming across a video on YouTube where someone is taking the time to reveal 101 hacks on your iPhone. You can copy and paste, you can can scam, you can photo edit, you can make videos, you can make movies, you can make commercials, all from your but if no one takes the time to teach you about all this technology in that one little device, you are misusing your phone. And a lot of us, we find ourselves in the same position because God has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings and we are seated in heavenly places. The problem is, even though we have all spiritual blessings, we are not utilizing the blessings that God has given us because we are simply afraid to apply what the word of God says when we need to apply what the word of God says. Last week, we discovered that one of the reasons why the kingdom of God is not manifesting is because we are simply asking for what God has already given us. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter number 6 verse number 10, it says, thy kingdom come. We discovered by revelation that we've been asking instead of commanding for the kingdom to come. And when you understand how the kingdom operate, we discovered last week, well, Sister Valerie, Sister Valerie, I hope you want to watch that movie this week. Did you watch that movie? Amen. Because when I got home, it was on TV just for you. We understood last week that the kingdom of God is voice activated. We like to quote the scripture in the book of Proverbs that says life and death is in the power of the tongue. But can I suggest to you that everything you need will come out of your mouth when you confess it, when you declare it, when you decree it, and when you begin to make confessions, you allow the freedom of expression to allow the kingdom to manifest. So again, in order to have success in the kingdom, you must understand its secrets, its mysteries, and its principles. In other words, there is another realm right next to you that you cannot see that has its own set of rules. As a matter of fact, it's called the reality of duality. And what the reality of duality simply means that you are living in two worlds at the same time. And because you don't understand how the other world operates, that does not excuse you from the consequences of that world. I give to you an example like this. Dr. Merritt, um, I remember when I was in college, I went to college in Raleigh, North Carolina to a school called Shaw University. And as I was driving through the state of South Carolina, was raining and I didn't have my lights on. And because I didn't have my lights on, Sister Valerie, I got pulled over by the state trooper. And when I got pulled over, what the state trooper said to me, Sarah Ross, he said, I have to write you a ticket because it's raining and you don't have your lights on. Understand what he was telling me, because you are ignorant of the law does not excuse you 
from the penalty of the law. And a lot of us, we are suffering in this realm because we are not understanding how the laws of the kingdom of heaven works. When we have the laws of the kingdom of heaven directly in front of us in our Bible, don't you understand that one of the laws in the kingdom of heaven Whatever you confess, you give power to. So that means that when situations arise in your life, what you begin to say out of your mouth unconsciously, that's what you begin to give the power to. So if sickness hits your body and you say out your mouth, I'm tired of being sick, you just gave sickness power to continue to be in your life. But if you make up in your mind that when sickness hits your body and you begin to say that with his stripes I'm healed, then guess what? Sickness has no right to be in your life. So you have to understand that there are laws and there are rules in the kingdom that we must understand. Y'all with me so far? Because watch this, when you begin to understand the rules, the laws of the kingdom, then what happens is it gives you access and it gives you permission to enter into the kingdom and enter out of the kingdom and exit out of the kingdom at will. So that means there is nothing in your life that has permission to stay in your life unless you grant it permission to stay in your life. Are you following me so far? Because you have the ability to step in you have the ability to step out. And this is what stepping in does. When you have a problem in a situation, y'all know the scripture that says, cast your cares upon him for he careth for you. When you step in the kingdom, you can get a word from God and step right back out into the natural realm and that'll tell you everything is going to be all right. Stand still and let the Lord fight your battles. This too shall pass. Weeping may endure for a night, but the joy is going to come in the morning. When you learn how to step in and step out, you can, can consider yourself to be a victor on every level in your life. Watch this, because what God began to show me is in order for you to understand how the mystery begins to work, the first, the first thing that you are going to need is this one word that I'm going to tell you, and it's simply called revelation. Look at somebody and say, Revelation. If you are going to understand the kingdom of God and its mysteries, you must pray and ask God to give you revelation. Because revelation is the unveiling of what was hidden. Again, revelation is the unveiling of what was hidden. So much so that when we look at the book of Matthew, chapter number 16, Jesus asked his disciples a question. And the question was, who do men say that I am? Some of them said, you are Elias. Some of them said, you're John the Baptist. But he says, no, but who do you say that I am? And Peter stood up and Peter said, thou are the Christ. And he says, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. In other words, what Jesus was saying is you've got an understanding. And now because you have an understanding, everything about your life now has to change. He says, no longer will your name be Barnabas or Jonah, whatever his name was, but now I'm going to call you Peter. But he further declares, now I give you keys to the kingdom. Peter received the keys because Peter received a revelation. A lot of times God is trying to give us revelation, but we think we're going crazy in our mind. Are you hearing me so far? There are a lot of things that God has been trying to reveal to you. A lot of things that God has been trying to show you. And what's been happening is we say when God gives us the revelation, we tell God it's not going to work like that. It's not going to happen like this. It's not going to happen like that. Uh, we tell God, God, that's impossible when God is the God of the impossible. And so because we reject revelation, we reject access into the kingdom. Understand that, it, that Satan is not your enemy when it comes to the kingdom of God. Ignorance is. Because the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of 
And because you reject knowledge, you are destroyed. So when it comes to the kingdom of God, your enemy is not Satan. Your get an understanding of the kingdom of God, you will not have success in the kingdom of God. So watch this. What the enemy likes to do, Matthew chapter 13, verse number 19. Matthew 13, 19. Read it in the Hebrew Israelite voice. <laughs> that's, our, that's our joke between those that read for Bishop. Because let me show you. Ignorance is your enemy, but Satan follows the command to stop you from getting understanding so you can't get understanding because when you don't have understanding, you don't have access. You got it? Yes. Read. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom. Anyone hears the word of what? The kingdom. Hears the word of what? The kingdom. Read. And understand it is not. Uh-huh. They cometh the wicked one. They comes who? The wicked one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Notice what the scripture says. The scripture says many of us we will hear the word of the kingdom, and because we don't ponder on the word and understand it, the enemy is going to come to snatch the word so we don't get the understanding of the word. Notice he didn't send a trial. He didn't send a situation, but he came himself. This is how powerful you understanding the kingdom is. That he is not sending anybody. He's literally coming himself. Because he understands that when you understand the kingdom of God, there is nothing that he can do for you. There is nothing that he can do against you. There is nothing that he can do with you because now you have access to allow God full permission and expression in your life. And this is why the enemy comes every time you hear the word. Every time you are taught a principle about how the law of the spirit realm works, he is going to come to stop you from manifesting the principle in your life. You don't believe me? Many of us, we try to exercise the principle of seed, time, and harvest. In other words, tithes and offering, right? A lot of us, we're giving our tithes and we're giving our offering. And what does the scripture say? The scripture says, prove me this day. And when you prove me, he says, I'll open up a window of heaven and do what? Pour you out a blessing. So the promise is, if you tithe and give offerings, then by default, you get a blessing. And so what the enemy does, the enemy comes to challenge you in your finances to stop you from paying your tithes and your offering. Because he understands that if you work the principle, then the blessing comes automatic. And so this is why he plays with your mind when you are in certain situations to make you think you don't have to pay your tithes this week, you can pay them next week. And then when next week comes, he squeezes you a little bit more and tells you you can pay them the week after next. And all he's doing is delaying your blessing and he's stopping you from manifesting the kingdom. Because when you are in the kingdom of God, it is God's responsibility to take care of his citizens. And this is why David said, I've never seen a righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Because it's the king's responsibility to take care of his citizens. This is why the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the cattle and the fullness thereof and the cattle on all the hills. Everything belongs to God. And because everything belongs to God, he says, if you have natural fathers that know how to give you good gifts, then how much more do I know how to give you a good gift if I'm your heavenly father? And so what the enemy does, he comes to snatch away our understanding because the biggest tragedy in our life is to devalue what God highly esteems. And what we give our, our what, what we give priority to 
determines what you value. I'll say it again. What you give priority to determines what you value. And this is why God says, the first thing I want you to do, what I want you to make a priority in your life is for you to seek the kingdom of God. He says, put first things first. Because when you put the seeking of the kingdom of God first, watch this. He says in the same scripture, everything else will be added unto you. But because we don't understand how the kingdom works, the law of exchange, how the law of exchange works, what happens is we chase after things that God commanded to chase after you. I'll say it again. Because we don't understand the law of exchange and how kingdom works, we chase after things that God commanded to chase after you. He says all these things will be added to who? Unto you. And so because we lack understanding, we are chasing after things that God never told you to chase after. The only thing God commanded us to chase after is his presence. But we're chasing after jobs, we're chasing after careers, we're chasing after degrees, we're chasing after contracts, we're chasing after men, we're chasing after women. And God says, chase me and I'll make them chase you. Y'all with me so far? All right, so watch this. When you learn to pursue the right things in the right order, God says in the book of Psalms 37 and 4, this is what it says. It says, if you delight yourself also in the Lord, he shall give you the desires of your heart. Which means that you don't even have to pray for it. He's automatically going to give it to you when you delight yourself in his kingdom or in his will or in his way or in his purpose, in his plans. So watch this. So let's, let's, let's deal with the kingdom. So we understand that the kingdom of God is a mystery and it has to be revealed. The other thing that we need to understand about the kingdom of God is that it's God's desire that we all manifest, operate in the kingdom of God. I'm going to say something that may be controversial, but just bear with me. Jesus did not come just to die for your sins. Jesus came to give you access back to the kingdom. But in order to give you access back to the kingdom, he had to deal with your sin. Because it was your sin that stopped you from getting access. Are you with me so far? Watch this. When God created the earth, he created the earth, then he created man on the earth because God wanted man to reduplicate the kingdom of heaven on the earth. Are y'all with me so far? And so this is what happened in the book of Genesis. When God created Adam, God gave Adam access to the kingdom. God gave Adam everything up front. Adam didn't have to work for nothing. He didn't have to suffer for nothing. Adam had everything up front. And what happened was Adam failed. And when Adam failed, Adam didn't lose presence to God. He lost access to the kingdom. Because the kingdom, the, the, he, he, the kingdom was still here. He just couldn't access it. And this is why the Bible says in the curse, he says, now you have to work by the sweat of your brow. Because in the kingdom, remember, the kingdom is voice activated. Before, all he had to do was speak and things were manifest. But now, because of his sin, he got kicked out of the kingdom. Now he had to work for everything. Y'all with me so far? And so... Because when God gave Adam everything up front and Adam lost it, 
It's God desires to give you the kingdom, but he can't give it to you up front like he did with Adam. Because if he give it to you up front, then you won't appreciate it. So what God got to do, he got to hide the kingdom and make you seek for it. Because when you seek for it, you put value on it and you will appreciate it more. Because when you begin to suffer for it, when you begin to go through trials and tribulations for it, you won't give it up so easy. Because you know what it costs you. It costs you some lonely nights. It costs you some tears. It costs you some pain. It costs you some friendships. But now that you got it, you ain't finna let certain things come into your life to cause you to forfeit what you work hard for. The Bible says Jesus learned by what he suffered. And so when it comes to the kingdom of God, in order to reveal the mystery of God, God has to allow you to go through some things so you can understand some things. Y'all with me so far? And so watch this. In the book of Proverbs 25 and 2, for those who are writing scripture, it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But it is the honor of kings to search out the matter. And so it's in the searching that God is glorified. It is in the searching that men are glorified. So watch this. So after Adam lost it, Jesus, our God, been searching for a man to manifest it on the earth. And because he could not find a man, he had to come himself. In order to restore what God actually wanted us to walk into. And this is the reason why. Because whenever we are not functioning according to the will of God, everything around us is malfunctioning and dysfunctioning. I'll say it again. Whenever we are not functioning according to the will of God and the word of God, Everything around us will, will malfunction and operate in dysfunction. And this is why Jesus had to come. Because God was tired of man living in malfunction and dysfunction. And so when it comes to the kingdom of God, again, it is up to us to search out the kingdom of God. Let's go to the book of John. John chapter number three and start at verse number one, but we're going to go down to verse number four. John three. And verse number four. Yes. Nicodemus says unto him, uh -huh. how can a man be born when he is old? Mm -hmm. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb uh -huh. and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, mm -hmm. except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, mm -hmm. he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Go down to verse 5. Keep reading. Verse 4? Verse 5. That was 5. Oh, that was? Okay, praise God. <laughs> so notice what happened. Even though Nicodemus, understand who Nicodemus was. Nicodemus today, if we were to equate Nicodemus with someone today, Nicodemus will be one of the greatest preachers that you see on TBN, the Word Network, Impact, uh, JWTV, and all the other Christian networks. And even with all the knowledge that Nicodemus had, Jesus said he was still missing one thing, which was the kingdom of God. And so, what Jesus now does, Jesus gives Nicodemus an insight to what he needs in order to fulfill his life. And what he gives Nicodemus is the clue and the answer that he must be born into the kingdom of God. And here's why this is important, because the moment you accepted Jesus Christ, you were already born into the kingdom of God. You just don't know how to use it. Let's go on. So he tells Nicodemus, you need to be born into the kingdom of God. We ourselves, we are born as well into the kingdom of God. 
But our job is to understand the mysteries of it so we can live in the fullness of it. And the only way to understand the fullness of the kingdom is we must spend time with the king. And if we do not spend time with the king, then we will lack the king's will, we will lack the king's intent, we will lack the king's purpose, and we will lack the king's mission. Because it is the king's desire for us to reduplicate the kingdom. Not just in our homes, but also on our jobs. Not just on our jobs, but also in our families. Not just in our families, but also in our neighborhoods. Not just in our neighborhoods, but also in our cities, our state, our country, and ultimately the world. We are supposed to reduplicate the kingdom of God wherever it is that we go. Amen for that one hand clap. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here, here's the issue the issue is we don't believe that God has given us the kingdom and the reason why we don't believe God has given us the kingdom because we look at other men's failures and we allow other men's failures to become our reality are y'all with me so far because watch this, you could be believing for a thing and you could hear five people talk about the same thing you've been believing for and if they have the negative report then all of a sudden you don't believe God no more. In the book of Numbers, chapter number 13, I believe it's verse number 33, the Bible says that Moses sent out 12 spies. It says 10 came back with a negative report, 2 came back with a positive report, and even though everything God said to them was literally there, they believed the 10 instead of the 2, which stopped them from accessing the promises of God. And this is what I wrote, opinions do not change God's desires for you, nor do they alter what God has called you to be. As men, we have allowed the failures of others to define, to define our future expectations, our beliefs, and our desires. We have allowed society, culture, and government to force us to conform to our present reality instead of transforming our current conditions. Watch this, because if we are going to be transformers, then the first thing we must allow is for our mind to be renewed. And in order for our mind to be renewed, we have to think how God would think. We will have to see the situation how God sees the situation. And not only do we have to see the situation how God sees the situation, but we have to speak on the situation how God will speak on the situation. This is the process of renewing your mind. The second thing we must do is we must learn to condition ourselves to believe the impossible. Because as long as you set limits, then there will always be a limit when God is limitless. We have to learn how to take the limits off of God. Watch this. And so what God allows is for you to hear other people's testimony to provoke you to believe in the impossible. Let's go to Mark chapter number 5 verses 25 through 29. Mark chapter 5 verses 25 through 29. Mark chapter 5 verses 25 through 29. Are you with me so far? Go ahead, read it. When she had heard of Jesus, 
So not only did she hear it, but she sought him out, which means she went looking for him. And when she found him, what did she do? She pressed behind him and touched his garment. What am I trying to say? When the last time you heard someone's testimony, when did it motivate you to believe God again? And this is one of the reasons why I personally, I listen to a lot of African preachers because they always got testimonies. To believe in the impossible. To believe that God can do everything that the Bible says that he can do. As a matter of fact, before they even start their service, we used to do it, but we don't do it no more. They have testimony service. And one of the things that, that, that I see is that when they have testimony service, you see these 70-year-old women getting up there with pregnant stomachs at 70 years old because they believe the word of the Bible. That is never too late that God could do anything but fail. And so the Bible <laughs> and so the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Question is, what is your testimony? What is your testimony when you are faced with adversity? What is your testimony when you're faced with a trial? What is your testimony when you get the negative report? Because notice the Bible says that she been to the doctor. The Bible says that she went broke. But she heard the one testimony that gave her enough strength to believe God. And it gave her hope. Are you with me so far? And so because she heard the testimony, it pushed her into action. And a lot of us, we hear testimonies, but we don't move into action. And when we don't move into action, we end up missing the door and the door closes. When all you had to do was move. <laughs> a lot of us miss it. Because when a man of God get up here and say, if you need a healing in your body, uh, you need a financial breakthrough. Uh, if you need this and you need that, you don't understand that the kingdom is present. Because he's moving by the revelation of the spirit. And remember, when there's revelation, there is access. And so what happens is you are sitting in your seat. And you are hearing the voice say, don't get up there because not everybody going to be looking at you trying to figure out what's wrong with you. What sickness she got? Oh, she ain't got no money? Oh, he ain't got no money? And what happens is when you don't move, you miss the kingdom manifestation. I'm unveiling the mysteries because this is how it works. This is how it works. I said it last week and I'm going to say it again. When you get impressions, when you are around people, the kingdom of heaven is present. I give you a term that we all used to. It's an open heaven. And when you get the impression, that means anything that steps in your vicinity is now in the open heaven. But you don't move, and when you don't move, it closes the heavens. Or should I say, it closes the kingdom. This is why it's very important that you are sensitive when God gives you revelation. You think he flashed people before your face just to be flashing people before your face? He flashes people before your face for she laughing for a reason. She like, Lord, he just flashed somebody yesterday. <laughs> but when he flashes, he's giving you revelation. The Bible says that when you don't know what to say, in that hour, he'll give you what to say. All he needs you to do is just pick up the phone. Am I the only one that happened to? All right, so let's go on. And I got five more minutes. 
So watch this. Here we go. So she moved, and when she moved, she was granted access. And her access gave her an understanding. So watch this. Two things happen when the kingdom of God is understood. Number one, the first thing that happens is the mystery of heavens are made known and the supernatural power of God is made available. When you understand the kingdom and the mystery has been revealed, the supernatural power of God is made available. Y'all with me? Watch this. Acts 3 and 6 says this. It says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give, I, I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now the reason why I'm using Peter, Dr. Mary, is because Peter is the only disciple we see that has miracles in his life after Christ. And the only reason why Peter is in the scriptures for us to see is because Peter is the one that got the keys to the kingdom. And notice what Peter says, as much as I do have. Peter didn't have money. Peter didn't have fame. He didn't have fortune. But what Peter did have, Peter had a key to the kingdom of God, which means Peter had understanding on how to manifest the power of God in his life. So Peter said, as much as I do have, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Because he had an understanding of how the kingdom of heaven works. The second thing that happens is that when the kingdom is understood, purpose is revealed. Peter was the only one that stood up on the day of Pentecost. He stepped into his purpose. When he had the key. Because notice, after he got the revelation, Christ said to him, Satan desires to ship you as we. Because he had the understanding. Jesus did not say that about any other disciples. Because Peter had the understanding and a revelation, Satan came himself to ship what he understood out of him. He didn't try nobody else. He only tried Peter. Because Peter was the one with the key. And because Peter had the key, Peter's, Peter's purpose was revealed. He became the mouthpiece. He became Christ Jr. <laughs> so watch this. And I'm done. Because Peter had the understanding Peter was able to access the supernatural without praying for the manifestation of the supernatural. Do you see that? Peter didn't have to pray because he walked in the kingdom. He accessed the kingdom. He had access. So he knew how to step in and step out at will. And so with that being said, if we're going to understand the mystery of the kingdom, we must give ourselves over to studying every scripture about kingdoms in the Bible. What caused kingdoms to rise? What caused kingdoms to fall? How God backed certain kingdoms and how God fought against certain kingdoms. Because every kingdom from now until the appearing of Christ has rules that the king must follow. Not only rules the king must follow, but rules that the citizens of that kingdom must follow too. And if we are citizens of the kingdom, there are laws, there are rules, there are principles we must live by if we're going to access the kingdom at will. If we're going to access the kingdom at will, because in all actuality, Sister Rose, what we call supernatural is really natural. We just call it supernatural because we're not used to it. 
when you go to these other countries, you can play some soft, you don't do it. When you go to these other countries that don't have hot water, them people are used to not taking a bath with hot water. It's not till you go over to that other country that you say, y'all ain't got no hot water. <laughs> Mother laughing. To you, it's not natural to take a shower in cold water because you're used to having hot water. But to them, to have hot water is supernatural. What we call natural is actually poverty in the kingdom. It's poverty. Because we are not living how Christ said we are supposed to live. Question. If Christ was living your life right now, how much different would your life be? Because all he's going to do is operate in the kingdom. That's all he's going to do. Him manifesting fish and bread, that's natural in the kingdom. Him opening blind eyes, that's natural in the kingdom. You just don't believe it's natural. Because you won't, you, you ain't seen it done before. You land your hands on yourself and tell the sickness to go. You think that's supernatural, but in the kingdom, that's natural. And until you stand on the principles and seek the Holy Spirit on how these things work, you will always be in poverty according to the kingdom of God. Simply because you refuse to search out the kingdom. When it's his desires and his pleasures, he gives you the kingdom. He wants you to live in abundance. He wants you to live in the overflow. He wants you to walk on the street and people begin to cry out, what must I do to be saved? There's a story about Catherine Coonan. She had to speak and she stayed at some hotel and they put up seventh floor. Let's just say the seventh floor. Dr. Merrick, she on the seventh floor. Everybody from the seventh floor on down ended up getting saved and she didn't even leave her room. Because what she stayed, because she understood how kingdom works, because she understood the presence of God, when she stepped in the room, the kingdom of God stepped in with her. The open heaven stepped in with her. Access. Smith Wigglesworth was riding a train one day, and as he was going to a seat, and he was walking by, people were falling on their knees. Didn't you come to torment us? Did you come to torment us as he was walking his shadow? Because he understood that if God before him, who can be against him? That wherever he goes, the kingdom of God is with him. We just simply need to pray, God, open our eyes. Like the prophet did for a servant. God, open his eyes so he can see. Because when you see who's for you, when you see the miracle hanging over people's lives, then you will change how you talk and how you think about the kingdom of God. With that being said, let us all stand. We got to get to a place. Stop searching scriptures on how to get rich in finances. Stop searching scriptures on how to be healed. Search scriptures on the kingdom. Because he said, when you understand the kingdom, all these other things, they'll be added. Your healing will be added. Your finances will increase. We put the priority in the wrong place. When he said, God told him, let's get back to the kingdom, I was happy. I was real happy. Because I understand the kingdom is what it's about. So with our hands lifted, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, and we ask you now that you will grace us with the ability 
the ability to comprehend and understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Father, we pray that as we leave this place, that you will begin to press upon our hearts, oh God, to seek your word, to get a greater understanding of your principles, your laws, your ways. Father, we ask that in the hour of visitation, while we sleep, we ask, God, that you would give us understanding of the things that you are revealing to us while we are dreaming, whether it be in our dreams or whether it be in open vision. Father, we also pray in the name of Jesus that you would grace us to be bold, to begin to speak those things that you reveal unto us. Give us courage, God, to begin to move when you show us how and where and when to move. Father, we ask now that you would beat back the hand of the enemy that would try to keep us timid, to try to cause us to walk in fear, to try to cause us to rest in unbelief. Father, you said in your word that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but you've given us power, love, and a sound mind. So, Father, we pray today that you will stir up that power, that you will stir up that love, that you will give us sound mind. Sound mind, Lord God, that we won't waver when it comes to standing on your word. Sound mind, God, that we will confess your word in the midst of everything that is telling us not to believe your word. Give us sound mind, God, when our mind is being played with by the enemy to stand and trust and know that if you be for us, that no one can be against us. Give us sound mind to believe all things, to hope all things. To believe on things that are pure, that are good report, that are honest, things that are full of virtue, things that are worthy of praise. Father, we thank you now that as we leave this place, that you are making us candidates to be able to manifest your kingdom wherever we go. We thank you, God, that now when you are pressing upon our heart, we have the understanding that there is an open heaven and that you will put your words in our mouth. But we won't try to figure it out, but God, we will speak what you say speak. Father, we thank you now that you have given us ears to hear what your spirit is saying and eyes to see. And Father, I thank you that you are bringing restoration of your kingdom on earth, but mainly restoration of your kingdom in our hearts, in our souls, and in our minds. Father, we pray that you will revive us. Father, give us revival, rekindle our fire as only you can. Father, we pray that you remove those things, Lord God, that have smoldered our fire. Father, cause the fire in us to go and take back territories, to go and take back things that the enemy has stolen. For you have called us to live a Zoe life, a life of more abundance. And Father, we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.